How's it going guys? I'm Alicia and I'm Shalina and we're student ambassadors here at the University of Winchester. Welcome to the Inside Out. This episode is called Our Culture. In this episode we are exploring how some of our black, Asian, minority, ethnic and LGBTQ plus students deal with the pressure of being brought up in a particular culture and how this impacts how they are treated from peers on a day-to-day -day level. We talk about social media's impact on individual cultures and how it can impact your studies and what the university can do to try and encourage more black, Asian and minority ethnic students and knowing cultural differences will not negatively affect their experience here. Yeah, we'll just go around and like say our names and what we're doing. Um, so I'm Alicia and I've just graduated from film production at the uni. I'm Shalina and I've also just recently graduated um, with a psychology degree. I'm Benji, I'm doing film production and I'm going to my second year. I'm Maya, I'm studying business management and I'm going into my final year. I'm Elliot, I'm graduating film production. And I'm Josh, I am doing computer science and I'm going to be going to my first year, thank you. First year? Okay, great. Um, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. Um, as you guys know, you don't actually know what we're going to be talking about, so I'm going to reveal it in a second. Um, culture. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the differences in Eastern and Western cultures and the differences in treatment with um, BAME plus and LGBTQ plus and the disabled communities and just discuss, yeah, have a better understanding of the differences. So just to start off, to open it, what does anyone have a definition of what culture is to them or what it means to them? Um, it's like the for me, it's like the um, history and like what pe my like pe people come for me like um, my family for like for, um, my BAME aspects like um, bringing to our family so like us celebrating certain festivals or having certain meals at the top of the year mm -hmm. and just having like a certain way of living compared to like other people mm -hmm. and also for like for like me for having gay culture like gay culture is just very like for me I've always seen it as something which is like brought around from people, um, how gay guys used to act in the past and stuff, and like how LGBT people with prides and everything, and also like the kind of toxicity of some of it. So there's some negativity in there as well? Some dog negativity in there. <laughs> what sort of, if you, if you feel uh, open enough and comfortable enough to share, what sort of the negative things that you face? Uh, so um, gay culture often um, introduces stereotypes and um, like they try and class everyone as a certain type of person. It's like you have like the type of, a guy, a gay guy is, or like, um, and then you also have like the aspects where like, if you're a person of colour, you're less desirable. Or if you look a certain way, if you've got body, if you've got um, body hair, you're less desirable. If you're, if you're um, in a different build to the um, ideal man, you're less desirable. And like, skinny guys are too skinny, fat guys are too fat. And like, it's just- um, So no one's ever satisfied. No one's ever satisfied. And also like, everyone has like, um, everyone kind of thinks there's like a lot of gay guys think they're better than a lot of people and it's just very weird and like it can be a lot of, like I don't know how it works because like I don't know how a, a gay guy who's faced homophobia can be ra um, have racism in the way that a lot of them do and it's just quite so we can get interlinked a little bit yeah yeah it's really interesting that you say that how um someone who's well you you've seen that's someone who's gay is, uh, or and BAME is like perceived as less attractive 
I feel like that's a whole social media and that kind of perspective view view on it. But I feel like there, there must be obviously positive um, aspects of the culture as well. Yeah, there are. I mean, like there's some um, pride and stuff in most mm -hmm. festivals, like once you to celebrate who we are. Yeah. And in fact, we have like, um, we've start, we've come, like it's come so forward, but like there's always steps you can take. Like we have like, there's more clubs and stuff now, there's more like um, culture and it's also more like accepted by a lot of people, mm -hmm. not completely, but like a lot of people. Yeah. And like it's le it's less hard for some people to come out now. Like I know people come out, I've known people like from where I live to come out as an older age because it's more acceptable now. Yeah, yeah. So it's positive as that. Maya, what would you, if you have a definition of culture or what it means to you? Um, culture, I'd say, are like my beliefs and I'd say my values and also like I believe it should all like be followed. And it's like, it's part of who you are almost. It's like what your ancestors used to do, like all that, so. So, your identity kind of thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My identity, definitely. Would you would you say the same? Well, definitely. I mean, I agree with that, obviously. Um, but, you know, for culture for me is, uh, you know, um, um, I grew up with one thing and then obviously right now I'm doing something else. Um, cul um, well, it's a culture shock for me because... Uh, when you I, say you grew up with one thing and you're doing something else, what um, do you mean? Well, basically it's... Uh, you know, growing up following certain rules and then being with other people who do other things. Um, and, you know, it's part of their culture and then you've got your culture and then there's two of them conflicting and then, you know, you don't know what exactly to do. Um, so for me, culture is all about, you know, um, rediscovering who I am and what's the right thing for me to do, to be fair. Yeah. That's a really interesting point because yeah. I don't, some, some of us are here like mixed cultures, so you have to like, it's a whole, clash of east and west and what you where you fit in and things like that <laughs> yeah culture yeah <laughs> um well yeah i mean yeah it's like everyone said it's yeah if what you identify some sometimes your values as well may differ from your family values your you i think you develop your own culture i think no matter who you are and you have different cultures depending on your job, if you're at university, whatever different thing, you could be a different person at a different place. You have different values at different things. Your core values are always the same, but you, know, you have different things that you have to sort of concentrate on. But yeah, it's the same with everyone. It's the, you know, it's hard if, you know, I'm from this culture, I'm from Britain, I'm from England, so it's easier for me. It is. Yeah, it, well, it's funny you say that because I think we have almost not the opposite problem but a different concern with the fact that yes we are, we identify as a certain culture but the culture is not the same as being born and brought up in England yeah, yeah. so you're almost having to have a combination of when you're at home you follow certain rules and you do certain things at home and then you step out of your home and for example we've all come to uni and it's very very different when you're not around yeah, the same people you guys don't have an identity crisis we do yeah you have all these cultures that you have to deal with yeah yeah i mean i'm quite lucky like that you know you, i lucky as a you know, but i only have this culture if i moved somewhere else mm. then yeah i would have to then diverge into that. How you guys manage that must be difficult. Has it always been difficult your whole life? Well, that's the yeah. thing. Do you guys think you have an identity crisis? Because I do. Like, I feel like yeah. my parents yeah. know me, um, <laughs> but like that doesn't mean they know me fully, like when I'm out. No. And that's that's okay. <laughs> <What do laughs> no, it's, it's not a bad, I mean, I, I'm, I agree with Alicia. Like, there is a concern, but I always found it being more difficult when I was younger. Mm -hmm. 
um, yeah. during school time. And obviously we're not an adult just yet. So you do still have to live under your parents' rules and things like that. But I found it more difficult when we were younger just to have a little bit more freedom. Then you get older, you get your license, get a car and yeah, but go to uni. Yeah, I don't know uni. if that changes. Like yeah, me. it doesn't It doesn't change as such. Like there's no huge change, but you do just, they sort of just slowly adapt to the fact that, you know what, you can't just be trapped in your house all the time. And like, you do have to go live your life to some extent. Do you guys think you have you have the same problems? Yeah. But like even the LGBT aspect, like my friends will know more stuff than my parents will. Like if I'm going if I'm going out for certain reasons, my parents won't know that, and I'll have a reason why what I'm doing, like an excuse prepared, just because of how I've been brought up and stuff. Well, you're you have you're mixed, aren't you? So you you've got like loads of cultures. Yeah, that... I've got a lot, tons of cultures. It's quite. I did an ancestry once, and we just it was inconclusive. Yeah. <laughs> how do you deal with that how is it at home i mean my dad's gone and got the um scary latin side like he gets angry quickly but like also like if he's calm he's really calm mm. but if my mom's just always been like a the scary one of her parents and like the she kind of classes a lot of stereotypes and stuff which is just like another thing but like and like the thing is that i when i'm going out in the evening for my friends and stuff like at home I have to tell her who I'm going with. She has to have a number for at least one of them. And my, my, my phone has a location on for her at that point when I'm at home and all of these different things. And it's just kind of harder when, when like, these two, like, my friends not, won't experience any of this and they'll think it's weird and they'll think it's strange. Yeah, and you feel like you have to There's, explain. That understanding isn't there if you're yeah. not also part of that culture or, like, you try to explain it to them and... It just sounds like that. Yeah, you crazy. Yeah, you <laughs> just sound like you're being silly or your parents are silly or whatever. Well, like, I'm exaggerating it and it's not actually that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't, they don't believe you. It just, it just feels so alien. Oh, I know some people that's who don't. That's the thing. Who don't believe it. The, that's, yeah. I, but that isn't that good that your parents care so much? Because the English culture yeah, is more like a line. kick them out. Th yeah. This is sometimes off you go, come back when you're ready. Don't kill yourself or end up in jail. That's kind of general rules. When I yeah, it definitely is an overprotective factor to it. Yeah, yeah there is. But sometimes it's just like because because it's a line of like they step in if they step in for like who who you go out with and things. Yeah, um, it, there's it's like like. I don't know who mentioned <coughs> yeah, it about age. It's like that doesn't actually matter when no. you're 18. You're still a baby, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it doesn't so matter if you're 18 yeah. or if you're <laughs> yeah, 25. It does literally not matter. You're no, still you like. Never grow up. I generally think my parents were carrying on this until I'm at least until I'm like living by myself with my partner or something. Yeah, literally. And yeah. sometimes, and then that's okay. But you know, like we're all our own people and we want to do our own things. And like we should be allowed to do that. Not that we're gonna like just leave and you know. And yeah, the, I know it sounds frustrating, I'm sure it's very frustrating <laughs> when you just want to go out with your mates and don't want to let it grief, but isn't that better than people not giving a crap? No, see, you say that, but in turn, you actually become more rebellious mm -hmm. because you've been told so much, don't no, do this, yeah. don't do that. It makes you want to do that thing even more. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah, if we were told, definitely. like, um, there's trust, isn't there? If we were told you can do certain things and we know where the boundaries lie, yeah. It's not. I don't think anyone. I mean, each their yeah. own is going to start trampling over that. Like, like we, high it's levels just... of trust. Like your parents will start to trust you more. So mm -hmm. I have like really good trust with my mum and my dad, and they know that I'd never like do anything silly. But they've always been really overprotective. They track us on Find My Friends, like what time we're coming home. They can see where we've been. Um, and they said that, but I never minded that. I quite liked that they were there as like a safety net. It never felt too much.
So what about people who were slightly older where there wasn't find my phone and tracking situations? Just what did those people out. do? Yeah. You just, they, they just, they just, you just had to stay at yeah. home. Or no. little things of like, if you're going out somewhere, you, you've you got to, to give home. like three weeks notice to be oh able to God, go yeah. so that they can wrap their heads around it. And then you have to it. remind them all the time because then, then you get to the day and they're like, you it's didn't like, tell don't me. Don't forget, yeah. I am going out <laughs> on Thursday. Text yeah. them at every like major point when you're like traveling. Or even call them like even like when you're out and stuff, when you're like with your friends. Yeah, you have to. Your parents will call you randomly occasionally and you'll just be like, Oh yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, um, we're just doing this, like telling her like, yeah. and who I'm exactly with. Okay. What, what do you think of that, Josh? Yeah, also, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm just gonna chip in. I'm gonna say I grew. I mean, I've I've lived in London with my dad for a little bit, and um, the reason as to why there's so much stabbing and so much rebellion in London is because if you look at the population of like immigrants in London, it's more than uh, you know, you know, the natives. Um, and the reason as to why like a lot of gangs have sort of come from that. I mean, I mean, it's because um, a lot of parents tell their kids not to do things that, you know, they end up doing. I mean, a lot of kids that are stabbed, their parents are like, my kid was always good because they behave in a certain way when they are home. Yes. And then when they go out, they're like carrying knives and, you know, like going, you know, um, and it's, it's so bad because a lot of people have, you know, because of culture, you know, they, they are two people in one and, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, definitely you'll struggle to find your own identity when you grow up and you know you move out because um you've always pretended to be one person when you're with certain people and then there's and then you know there's two people and then once you have your own independence you're gonna it's it's gonna be a conflict and then yeah when you have there's to gonna be so many out. side effects with that so yeah definitely i think culture is something that a lot of people have to sort of talk about because it's it's you know it's doing more harm than good in certain um minority people especially like the black people you know the indian people because we are meant to behave in certain ways around our grandparents around our aunties and then when we are with our cousins it's something else or when you're with your friends it's yeah you're a totally different person i think it's important to note that not everything in cult in our culture is bad like yeah. It, like you were saying, Benji, like culture's identity. And if you look yeah. at the LGBTQ community, like, it's like their identity and all the things that they do. But that doesn't mean that things don't have to change now um, because there are a lot of things that just don't work mm -hmm. anymore. Like you said, having that cross identity and not being allowed to do things, which then results in something actually being worse. Yeah. Do you think those people should have been allowed to or have like a bit more freedom and then and then think, they might not have done those things? I think um, when, you know, um, you will have freedom. I mean, your parents can't control you forever. I mean, at some point you will be like 18 and like... They want, do you they want to tell them to, that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what can I don't think they've had that memo oh, no. yet. But yeah. Um, Elliot, you go tell them that for us. Yeah, I'll, I'll send a letter I'll, for you guys. I'll, I'll write a text message and then like... The permission slips. They're, yeah. they're allowed to be their own people. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah but you know, like as, as I was saying, I mean, um, I mean, I've, my parents are not as strict, I mean, as I, I put it because um, I've got, you know, I mean, she's, my mum is not strict, but you know, it's um, when you go out and then you know when you come back, you know, you know, you know there will be like a Q&A for like... <laughs> very long time and you know it's it's just that you know your friends are gonna tell you that you know i came back at three o'clock my mom opened the door for me i went to, to bed for me it's like you sneak in and you're yeah. just you're just praying that dog doesn't bark you know you're just praying that you know 
like, the know, lights don't go. I mean, yeah. So it's. Oh, you're lucky you get to sneak in. My when you sneak well. in, and like, it's just a horrifying fact for your parents. No, you've know you've sneaked in, even though you tried your best, like climbing through windows and stuff. I think they appreciate everything goes wrong. to sneak in. <laughs> Because your mum is sitting there awake, she knows, because you're her baby. Do you know what I mean? That's how it is. I mean, it's in like that in every culture. I'm not saying that every sort of, oh, just get out. You know, but they, you know, I still had to call my, my mum, let's go back, you know, buy it, use a payphone, you know, to say if I was going to be late, let them know, yeah. and all that lot. So yeah, there I mean, is similarities. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with updating your parents where you are, yeah. um, because even, you know, even my friends who have, girlfriends they have to like call their girlfriends oh, i'll be in the pub until like tomorrow i mean right now there's football and then there's so many relationships like where are you and like I'm, I'm gonna be in the pub the whole time i mean it's just like someone who cares for you just you know uh checking up on you i mean you might think that you know it's just them you know being you know uh, just being. Do you not think uh, there's a line though? There is definitely a line, and uh, a, a lot of. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And you know, to a lot of parents, they don't see the line; it's invisible to them. Mm. So they will cross it, and then they'll be well, like, then they'll, yeah. like, be a bit of both. Like my dad goes from one extreme to the other. Mm. So it was yeah. you can't go out past seven. I don't know why he was really scared because I'm not very like aware of things. He yeah. just didn't want me out without an adult or even my younger brother, who's a bit more sensible than me, but. And then he goes, you need to be more rebellious a few years later. And I was like, what's that supposed to mean? It's like, go out late, just stay out late, go have some fun. Like, he actually thought I wasn't having any fun. So he's like, <laughs> encouraging me to go out all the time. Like, he stayed out with me till like 3 a.m. once. Like, it was just... Sometimes you don't know where the line <laughs> is, you know, when you get older <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're allowed to do things. And it's like, well, when did we discuss when, at what, when and what I was allowed to do? Yeah, or I think a situation where you think is going to be... Is, is going to go down really bad, bad with your parents, their their response or their reaction to it isn't as bad as you think it's going to be. Yeah. No. Yeah, but don't forget, the, your parents were young once. Yeah. They did the same stuff. Yeah, but they, they forget had, that. And they may have had it stricter <laughs> yeah. as They well. don't think oh, they, they don't. No, but they do. Oh, they did and definitely that's, have that's it stricter. And why they, they sure. suddenly go, why aren't you rebelling? Because I rebelled when I was 14, I rebelled. Yeah, and suddenly they remember what they were like. And they have to be reminded that you were young once too, and you did a lot of things oh, I, that you shouldn't have done and oh, stuff that you wouldn't. I remind my parents that. I'm like, you yeah. travelled from cities between school hours. Like, you missed school to go like this. Yes, yeah, it's a like, different not, world. Not as yeah. bad as that. But they have to be reminded of that. <laughs> uh -huh. And that, so, can I just chuck this in? Mm. How are you not going to be with your children? Oh, not, not the honest. same. Be honest. Be look deep down. Are you, do you, are you fearing that you're, one day you're going to say something that will be something that your mum said to you or your dad said to you mm, and you'll no. have to check yourself? Because I know I'm not going to. Because everyone says no. Everyone says, no, I'm going to be the coolest parent in the world. I mean, it's and definitely And you find cool. yourself it's saying just, something. It's just yeah. little, it's, it's, it's certain little things that you can't quite put your finger on it or you can't quite, can't quite explain. Mm. But there mm. are some differences in the way that I will parent my children to the way oh, that absolutely. I was yeah. and yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to grill my parents or put, put a no. bad name on it or stain yeah. it at all but there are differences in culture that sort of stemmed from many many generations ago that kind of need, need to, to go need to go now so yeah. that, that means that your culture is changing yeah the culture is always changing yeah. culture is always so, changing so, so this generation your generation is a different culture to your parents yeah and yeah and it's important that like um, sometimes we, we live over here it's important to to challenge that 
um, if they if they want to challenge us, it's going well. You actually brought us up in this country, and we're we we are a mixed culture, so yeah. we have to adapt. We're not somewhere else. So it, then then the argument could be different because if we were somewhere else, they're like, why are you acting like this? We are actually being exposed to this. We like grew up in school and everyone around us is doing it and we're like why are we not allowed and why are we not allowed <laughs> i don't i don't know about you guys but i i know that my parents in terms of culture have learned a lot from mm -hmm. my friends yeah. in particular my white friends because they know the differences between how sort of how much freedom they have in some respect and and how easy it is to do things and slash get away with things at the same time. But they've learned a lot, like over the years, they've adapted in certain ways from meeting my friends and my friends coming home. I don't know if any of you share the same. I mean, I used to like tell my friends, like um, if we're going out, not to come anywhere near my house because- um, Oh. Because I okay. mean, and they wouldn't listen. They would be like, because obviously like, there's this stereotype with Africans, we don't keep time, which is, sort of, which, is <laughs> which is a little bit true because I'll be like, I'll be there in five and then half an hour later, I'm still not there. So they will come to like drag me out of the house. And in between dragging me, they'll be like talking to my mom and then, you know, they will say certain things I wouldn't wish they would say because, um, you know, my mom will start questioning me later. But, you know, I think obviously you've said that she's, she learned more from my friends than from me because, um, I would rather hide it um, because you sort of know the outcomes, even if you try to tell your parents, you know, this is what I do when I go out with my friends. I mean, you want to chest and say it, but you know the outcomes. It's going to be like a three hour lecture or five hour lecture, I mean, depending on who your parents are. So how do you, Elliot, you have your, your own kids. How does that? Are you, well, are you gonna... Lucky the two of them are only just age of going out, but I'm from, so I'm from a British culture, but I'm different. So all of you guys, I take it, you sit down with your parents round a table for a meal. Yeah? Sometimes, yeah. Most yeah. of the yeah. time, you're, there's a family communication. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people in this country, it's not like that. TV has become the new parent. You, know, you sit your kids in front of the television. So there isn't that communication that you have. That's why I say like, your parents are just being protective of you. Sometimes communication, I mean, it's, it's, always, it's always there, thing. but it's, yeah, yeah. it can end up in an yeah. argument. Yeah, but that's all right, but that's still, Communication is still talking. I think and they communication, get to know your however, wh how, whichever way it goes, is better yeah. than no communication yeah. at yeah. all. Exactly, which happens to a lot of people in this country where they don't have that communication. They don't have two hour meals. They No concept of it. They just, where well, we used to. And so that's where the culture's changed for the wrong in this country, where there is none of that. So that there's this disassociation from parents to their kids because they don't know anything, what they're into, what they're like. How many kids spend hours and hours on the computer upstairs in their room playing whatever game they're playing, the parents wouldn't even know. Mm -hmm. So you don't have that connection. When, when I was younger, I didn't have that. So, you know, my parents, you know, had a computer game and stuff like that, but yeah, so you were reading or you were playing a game. So they were involved with you. We'd sit down to dinner and you'd talk about it. I didn't want to be sitting at the table for dinner, but you had to do it. So I feel that's where the problem lies. And then obviously then, People go to your guys' houses and they see this whole family thing. And has any of your friends gone, wow, this is amazing that you sit down to dinner? Not the amazing reaction. No. All right, maybe not amazing, but <laughs> no, have they gone, wow, this is this so different. Just this is different. different. Yeah, it's yeah. different. They were shocked. They were like, um, like all eating together and like having like, because with Indian food, like it's like lots of different things. And they just, and they didn't really understand that. But also sitting with my parents, they were freaked out by my parents. Um, for some reason, but we had to like eat separately to them. 
And then like when I'd see like Alicia, we'd all sit together and yeah. have dinner <laughs> together, didn't we? Yeah. But you know, like these, really nice. these, what your parents are like with guests are then these what that your yeah. parents are like with you. Oh, very so different. So they'll, very they'll, they'll, act, they'll act in a certain way when you're with your friends and there's family. And people will be like, wow, they, this is so impressive. So nice. And then when they go, they're like, right, we are back to default settings. And, uh, <laughs> so how many times do you, does one of your friends have to visit when they suddenly get accepted into that default setting? Because mm. normally in my, my parents' place, it was about four times. Once they've been there four times, yeah, you're buying the furniture. So therefore you get the treated the same. And yeah, every parent does it. They have that, you know, when you meet... Gosh, when you... Overly nice. Yeah, overly nice. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? No one says that. Who says that? But they, oh, how do you do? Yeah, it's just how it is. Well, for me, I mean, I don't know if it's just my culture or like how I've been brought up by us and my cousins are the same and stuff. You can never really... Your parents will never really act the same way around around out like someone outside the family as they will around someone who's part of the family mm. because it's just like they want to present a better image. Like they want to like look like they're... I don't know, you know, like they're not actually this, like they know they're straight, but they don't want to act like they actually, we all get on and like we want to maintain an image for the um, community. Because what, you're worried about what others think? Yeah, my, my mum like worried about what um, people would say and all this stuff, like when, especially when I was little, like she was worried like, oh, like, so we're, the, we're this completely the family to everyone else in my like primary school and stuff. We need to act a certain way even when your friends are over, like even if they're really good friends of yours. And even if like you feel like their parents act differently when like how they would like you need we all need to act a certain way we all need to like be on our best behavior like mm. not like have any like discussions you really want someone outside that you never just met to hear yeah that's a really good point actually do you um do you think your culture and your did it ever affect when you came out oh yeah i don't feel like fully like um my pa- my dad's um, parents are like very, very like like he. De- my grand like his dad is like um never been like exposed to this stuff. Even though like actually, you know, my mum's parents had like never been exposed to this stuff. And like this is really it was really shocking for them. And like it was kind of hard. And my mum found it like didn't find it hard because it was kind of obvious. But like also like she said, oh um, maybe keep it a secret for like until you're in college or until you're in university and stuff. Or maybe not try and make it obvious as much. And like all these different things. My dad's side is completely different. So they weren't so accepting of it at first? No. And your mum's in, like, the Asian culture? Yeah, my mum's the Asian culture. My dad's side is completely different, like... Do you think that because your mum's... The culture the affects cu- that. Yeah, do you think the do culture think really played a, fa- a, pa- yeah. a factor I really do that. think the culture played a factor. Well, it's like, my mum's got this, like, weird culture where she's got um, Asian heritage, but then also, like, like Asian roots and stuff, because she did live with a birth mum for a bit, and she's been brought up with this, but then she was adopted when she was young. So she's got white heritage and Asian heritage mixed together and she always tries to keep up with everything else and it's just kind of hard. And like she, but she was never okay with the gay part until recently. Like we never used to talk about it as much. She used to be like a no-no subject. Mm. Like uh, me, like if I had a boyfriend and um, she would just not want to hear about it or see like see any like evidence of it, she'd want to ignore it. Now like it's completely different now I'm in university. I think she's kind of become more accepting of it. And also because she knows more gay people. Yeah. I think it's quite common in, in the BAME culture. I don't know if you guys have any opinions or like why you think it's so hard for people in the I BAME think, community think, to, to accept. Yeah, I think it's um, based on religion plays a huge role in that because uh, it, uh, I mean, um, there was a time, you know, because uh, I was born and then, you know, I was just thrown into religion. You know, I, I used to have different opinions and then, 
you just mix with people and then that changes. I think um, if I didn't mix with other people, my opinions, especially on LGBTQ, will still be, you know, in the old fashioned way because you're born into this and then, you know, you um, they give you rules and then, you know, you go, you go and then you, you read, you, right yeah, you, yeah. you read the Quran, the Bible, whatever religion you're into. Like if you go to like certain countries, you'll find that, you know, um, um, certain people will have different opinions, especially about the LGBTQ. But then when they come over here, whereby everybody's exposed to everything, it sort of changes. So it's all about who you're surrounded with. And uh, so I, I think religion plays a, a, a role in uh, in in how people believe. I mean, how uh, how people judge different groups. Uh, yeah, because um, it's yeah. So it just depends um, how your parents taught you when you were young. I mean. Did they let religion like just take over your life, or did they like tell you that not everything the Bible or the whatever says you don't have to follow it because it was written like ages ago, so it doesn't really apply in the modern day society. Mm -hmm. So, despite being you know despite being a Christian, there's some things that I don't agree with you know that they say about it. So yeah, I think religion definitely. I don't think it's just Spain for that though, because I know like um from where I'm from like a. Certain part of um, like I'm from South London, East London. Like I've lived around London, and I also live in Surrey now. And like I've always, I've always experienced it's not just Bain people. It's also like if you've grown up around this homophobic or transphobic or like anything queer, um, like you're gonna like, and if you grow up around it, you'll get implanted in your brain. So like I know tons mm -hmm. of people are age who like don't realize they are, but they're slightly homophobic or slightly transphobic, and they just don't realize what they're saying is like offensive or they like they don't care because it's their families like teaching them these things and do you feel like you have a responsibility to speak up and educate them about oh, these I, different cultures i've always i've always tried to speak up since i've been able to because i will i will try and um protect um like you know like if someone's saying something which i don't agree with i will try and stand up for myself or other people mm. i feel and then like when it's like anyone's like someone being homophobic to me or what someone else I know, I'll stand up for them. I'll try and tell the person to um, change their person's mind, like or just tell them to go, like don't say this. Um, so I know we were talking about how perhaps because your mum was from an from an Asian background that her reactions to you coming out might have differed. Yeah. From perhaps another culture. Just speaking about the pressure that you felt in having to having to do that and having to come out, are there any other pressures in and surrounding our culture that you think we face that affect your choices? Yeah, that affect your key, key like, life choices or yeah. your education or academics yeah. or. Oh, I can go on for ages about this. Going to stop me a bit. Uh, <laughs> we'll pass it on. We'll, yeah. Maya, do you want to? Do you want to? Is what do you think about that? If, if you have any academics. Yeah, definitely. So like being from like Indian background um, in our family, it's all doctors, lawyers, accountants, dentists, all that. And there is pressure to like, there is pressure to like get all A stars. Like a lot of my parents, it was like straight A stars. With my brother, it was all the same. And I always felt like I had to match up to that for some reason Like my friends at school were like, oh yeah, my parents don't really mind what we get, like as long as this, but I was under like a lot of pressure back then but I think I think um, it affected me massively because like they just expected so much and then as I got older I think they started to realize that maybe it just wasn't practical for me like both their children are different Rahul's more academic I maybe I may be more on the creative side it's like we're complete opposites and I think I've accepted that that like all children aren't going to be the same and 
Mm. I think it took them a while, but then the pressure eased off a little bit. But I take it's one of those things that perhaps need to change um, culture-wise, I think. Do what you want to do. I'm not going to do medicine just because my dad does it. It's not <laughs> happening. Like, <laughs> unless you want to. Oh yeah, unless you want to. Like, I was just, people were shocked. And they were like, you're trying to do what your dad wants to do. And I was like, no. And like, some people didn't understand business management. They were like, oh, what about law? What about accountancy? And, yeah, it's, it's one of those things because yeah. there's like that fine line of like, they don't uh-huh. realise that they're showing very controlling qualities or characteristics and they don't realise that like, we are our own people and we live our own lives and we want to do a certain, we want to go down a certain career path, mm-hmm. but they feel like they have to make those choices for us. Do you think there's the same pressures in non-women communities? Like are there certain yeah. things, are there certain... Yeah, but it's changed. Hmm. So when I was a kid, that was it. I was, I did economics, politics. That was, I had to do it in ancient, ancient history was my one, I was allowed to do one, it's still a history, yeah. Cause it's your learning, your, your earning potential so you can get a house and provide for your family and have kids and do the same to them. But I'm not like that because I hated that. I wanted to be creative and I was never allowed to be. And it took me till I was 45 to, be able to be creative, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that change is dependent on all of us, but you know, a lot of my generation, all of us who felt so pressured into doing stuff that we didn't want to do, we've kind of, we rebelled so much that we're like, no, so my kids could do what they want. I mean, you're doing a but film weirdly, they, they pick <laughs> ones that I would never pick. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like my my daughter is really creative and an art, artist. But you don't question their choices. But she wants to do sociology and psychology. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. I think that's the thing that we kind of get to that point that, yeah, you can have all the money in the world. You can earn a load. I've earned lots, but I was never happy. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? No, but you, you just, it's, you've got to do what you, inspires you and makes you feel good. That's why you came your back. Your life and, is short. That's why you came back and did. That's why I've come right? to university. Yeah, yeah, I was running my own. I was, really successful company, but I sold it. I didn't want to do that because it was no fun. I was doing 90 hour weeks and just absolutely depressed because it was horrendous. I had no creativity in my life and I wasn't inspiring my children to be creative because mm. it didn't, you know, they just saw me being exhausted and tired and you know, not happy. So yeah. And now they see a different side to me because I am happy and, and doing what I love. Josh, I feel like you've got something to oh, yeah, follow I, up on that. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Some of those facials were saying no, otherwise. No, no, no. One thing, like uh, our our parents' uh, pride of joy is, um, I think, uh, especially, uh, I mean, the the you know Indians, Africans, and all those other people is, uh, it's when we, uh, I mean, their their pride of joy is like when um, we are successful because whenever they are with their with the other moms or the other aunties, as you call them. <laughs> It's like they say my child is a doctor and then like if the other woman is like oh yeah mine is a bus driver even if like um, being a bus driver is what they really wanted to do i mean it's just gonna be like oh yeah you're not a good parent you know you you failed as a parent that's why your children are not successful so if uh, on the other hand you might like uh, see where they come from like why they put a lot of pressure on us being successful because it's even whenever they are with their friends all they talk about is what the children are doing, what they are, you know, are they successful? Because that's all that matters to them uh, at, at that point. But, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's not very good for us because we end up doing what 
they want us to do. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, a lot of people are in the wrong careers because um, they ended up doing what they, you know, they were pressured to do. And then, you know, you live a life of just, you know, waking up and not, you know, just looking forward to retire because you're just, not, you know, you, you're in the wrong, you know, you started making the wrong choices, like right from, you know, because, I mean, a lot of your choices were made by other people. Mm -hmm. So you, you're living someone else's life. It's yeah. not it's not your and it's life. it's not representative of the culture that your parents yeah. are concerned about what everyone else thinks, thinks yeah. rather than actually yeah. do what you love. And eventually that pressure builds up it to builds the up, point where feel, like, this person They just... feel culturally pressured to make yeah. sure that you do the, and you have that good job. And, yeah. and, it's, they, and my parents are the same. My dad was a stockbroker. My mom's a chartered accountant. They earned a lot of money and expected me. And the day I left school, I didn't go to university. Yeah. I started working in a pub. Yeah. Just Which is why I think them. Josh looked yeah. so shocked yeah. when you said how successful your previous company was. Yeah. Because in our culture, if we were that, if we'd gotten that successful, like you said, you should stay there. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there, there wouldn't have been an option to move to anything else. But every job I've done, I've been successful because I work hard. So the ethic, yeah. the work hard ethic, is just instilled in all of us anyway. If you work hard, you work hard. If you don't, you don't. So no matter what I've done, I will do it. You know. So you know being film production and stuff like that. I've got a goal, I've got a plan, and I will make it happen. If I doesn't happen and I fail, then that's on me. But I, I'm not gonna have my parents dictate to me, because that's what they tried to do. They wanted me to go into the city and be a banker. I can think of nothing worse in my life than <laughs> yeah. sit there being a banker, playing with other people's money. And they make lots of money and think, and they are, but have you, no, that's going to be really mean and say, have you met a nice banker? But I, I've never, <laughs> me personally, have never met a nice banker in my life. Oh, because God. all their money is money oriented. Yeah. They don't care about anything else. And that's not for me. If that's what people want to be like, that's cool. That's, that's on them. They can go and make that money and that's good for them. But for me, I think, and for my children, I just want them to be happy because I didn't have happiness because I was pressured to do the right thing. And now they, they can go and be happy and do what they want. Yeah, as long so, as, it, no matter what, what it is that they want, as long as Because I got, got to the point where I don't care what other people think. Yeah. I you don't care if people get, judge me, my friends judge me because my child's a bus driver. If that's what they really want to be, go for it. Be the best drive, bus driver you can okay, be. Yeah. And, you know, so. You know, it's funny, I saw this, um, this meme and it's like, I follow a lot of South Asian, like, memes and things like that because that's what we like to surround ourselves with and this whole pressure of like parents wanting you to to, to be things <laughs> and it was how the common pressure of be, becoming a doctor or something like that and it's like they pressured their child into being a doctor for, for doing that for seven years and when it comes to something like COVID-19 they don't listen to what their child is telling them to do they listen to like whatsapp like things being sent through yes. you know it's just that whole like what what are you actually you're not doing this to for yeah. them you're doing it because of like society but like going off of that and like whatsapp and social media we're wondering what you guys think the impact of social media on culture or what if is there an impact because i see a huge impact there's positive and negative impacts i think positively there's like education and we see people like us now yeah. like around us so we don't perhaps didn't see back you on know that, that you're not alone that everyone else also it's whether it's in your same yeah. culture yeah. Or, or different cultures are all going through something yeah similar. and it's like you can uh, relate but there's also the negative side and um i look at if, if we're looking at 
I was looking at something like colorism and there's that's a big thing in India and how the fairer skin you are, the better. And there's literally like bleaching products sold in India for, for women to like bleach their skin because the fairer, fairer you are, the, the more beautiful. And then if you look at the Western culture, everyone's like wanting to tan and become like darker. Um, but yeah, what, positive or negative, what do you think the impact of social media can be on your culture? Wait, should I start? Yeah. I, I think <clears throat> I'll start with, the, I mean, the negatives. Like, I don't have my parents on any social media network because um, I used to, and then, you know, it would just be like, my mom, you update your profile picture. If it's an, a girl, she's like, oh, is that your girlfriend? <laughs> Who is she? Like, Why do you think she assumed that? I, I think... What uh, she do? What your parents do? I know. That's, that's, and, you know, like, uh, I ended up just, you know, like, Blocking her, and I, and I know it's bad, but you know I think it's worked out for the best. You just um, don't tell them you have it in the first place. I know. That, I, I, I had it like no, I opened it when I was fourteen, and the first thing is like you had your auntie, like your, all your relatives, and then like you start growing up, sharing memes that you know. But there's a there's a deeper meaning behind that. The fact that you don't want them to see any of the stuff yeah. that you get up to. So it's like you're living a, a double personality or a double life. Yeah. Like you act and behave a certain way at home, and then you act and behave a certain way yeah. when you're out. But isn't that everyone though? I feel like everyone. Like, you, on the yeah, yeah everyone, planet, everyone to some extent, but especially yeah. within your culture, I oh, feel yeah. like there's more of a yeah, because generally you don't contrast. need to share everything with your parents, there's things that you don't need to yeah. in yeah. general, but then there's I mean, a there's but a through difference. social media. I, I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, like, I think my mom has Instagram, and then I do not want her to. I think it's just gonna pop up that you know, follow your son, and then like, <laughs> you know, she she's just, I uh, know, she, yeah. she, she's just She'll on the request. She'll find a way. I blocked mine too because my dad commented on one of my pictures. And my friend goes, <laughs> he goes, it's your dad. I was like, what? And then she showed me the comment. I was like, no, that is it. And I blocked him, I blocked my mum, and then. My mum was looking at it through my cousin's phone. Yeah, well, that's like, the never find a way. No, no, that's why you give him a, fin a fake Insta, like a Finster. I can't lie, though. I'm not really bad like, just lie. Like, I have the worst poker face in the world. I would just smile and they'll just know I'm lying. I, I can't like, hide anything. That's the downside <laughs> to social media, though, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. it wasn't around when I was younger, so we'd get away with a hell of a lot more. Yeah, because no one say, was going to see I anything. I was around John's house, <laughs> absolutely, and John would say he was around my house. Who is it going to tell? Unless they actually pick up the phone and dial like this, which is, takes a long time, by the way. Really got to do that. So now, but they will find a way. And you think your mum doesn't stalk your Instagram. She is on your cousin's Instagram or gone via someone else. She might have even made up her own fake Instagram to follow you. Seriously, mums and dads, they, if they know, find a way, they will know what you're up to. And that is terrifying because some of the stuff you put on there, which is pretty much innocent, which we've yeah. all done, Parents will go, whoa, yeah, you're not going out again. Yeah, yeah that's what you're wearing. I mean, some God. stuff is innocent. You know, this, the, um, like, I, I, I cannot get away with this, but I know, like, girls, like, whose parents don't care that they're posting, like, photos of themselves when they're put, like, in, like, you know, slightly inappropriate photos, which they should, like, you really want your grandparents to see. But your parents, like, some parents just don't care. But, like, for me, if my mum saw, like, anything, like, anything like that, like me smoking, a photo of me smoking in a bit, no, I smoke. Or me going out drinking or me in clubs and stuff, my mum would hit the roof. Like that's something I want to post on social media, like me having a good time or a nice photo of me at a club. So obviously social media is nice because you want to share things, but you also, I guess it's scary when you, yeah. you're so Elliot, pressured. I'm, I'm intrigued, right? So coming from someone with white British culture, do you feel like you've learned a lot about our cultures through social media? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I went to school with, it was multinational school, very rich people, multinational school, but it was still multinational. So 
people from Africa, India, everywhere. So I was kind of lucky like that. Um, but no, yeah, social media is very good like that. And obviously the people you meet through university, etc. the more people you meet, then the more you follow and then you see their life and their culture. And we talk about it, Alicia and I have spoken about loads about, you know, about sitting around a table for dinner or, you know, cause, or telling your parents about maybe you know, you're interested in a guy or you're not, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, I think social media has been great for that. As a parent, it petrifies me. I won't, I follow my daughter on Twitter and that's it. Because there's some things better for a parent not to know. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's like, because I know what the hell I was doing when I was 14, she's 16. Mm. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, no. they're, they're, you're still different people. No. Which may make me old school because I should know everything about my work. Yeah, and I, I never have a location tracker on her. My, my ex-wife does. But just for the fact, in case anything happens, then I, she can tell me where to go. But I would never track because I don't... I think you have to learn from your mistakes and do stupid stuff. Yeah, because otherwise yeah. you don't learn and then you can't teach your kids to just be a bit crazy and a bit stupid. My mum's completely different to that. My mum would, I, my mum goes through my phone like when I was younger, before I was 18. Since then I've told her, um, I've just put a lock on my phone. But my mum would go on my phone, go through my social media apps, see what I'm posting, see what I'm talking about and stuff. Yeah. Looking at what I'm searching up, looking at what apps I've got, making sure it's nothing inappropriate. Mm. Which I got me, like it's, uh, Probably a good idea. When but I was, don't you have to have yeah. a level of trust? Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's the thing. The, I think otherwise, you end up having, as you say, you rebel more, don't you? And you exactly. Have, then you have a secret time. life, well, and you also have a, another phone that you might have with yeah. all your real apps on, and then this is your parents' phone that they can scroll through. You go, oh, isn't that nice? You're going for tea. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, whilst really you're down the pub. I mean, that's sad. That I find that really. My daughter tells me everything. Well, I'm sure she doesn't tell me everything, but she's But then honest. she has that trust with you, yeah, she which has, is otherwise she, knows she, she wouldn't. she can tell me anything, mm -hmm. and if there's a problem, she will pick up the phone to me. I think it's, by us same with mum, like, pop, my dad wouldn't tell much to you. But mum knows absolutely every little detail about my life. I share everything with her, like, anything, and, like, we have that sort of relationship, like, she trusts me. Obviously, if I want to do something stupid, she'd be like, no. But that's the only time she'd step in. Would but you, put something but you need to do stupid things. I think it's important. I know it sounds yeah. stupid, but you do need to do these stupid, yeah, oh yeah, done, crazy I've done that. things. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, you've yeah, done that and regret it. I think it's, <laughs> it's important to know, like, we, we know that our parents want to, like, to shield us from certain things because they are old and they know, but we also need to experience things ourselves in order to learn. Otherwise, how does yeah. life you, work? Well, you do, but you become overprotective because you've been through a lot of stuff and you go, I don't want my kid to ever experience that heartache or that that pain that I've experienced. So you try and put them in a bubble, and that bubble doesn't work. So you have to, you at some point you realise actually they need to have not have their heart broken or whatever. But yeah, you know that they they like the the girl or the guy that is really not a good person. <laughs> you know it because you, you your best mates were all like that. You you know exactly what they're going to do. But so you just go, okay, I'm warning you, it's going to. But I'm here for you if you need. up in tears. Yeah. And then, yeah. We want Elliot as a dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a great dad. <laughs> yeah. Can I say something on um, gay social media culture? Of quick? course, yeah. Um, so, like, there's a thing where it also links to what you were saying. Um, like, some, like, a lot of under 18 guys go on these, um, like, dating apps designed for gay guys, and it's not safe, and it's not, like, it's not good. It's, but it's a massive thing for culture. Like, I, I don't know a single gay guy who's not, who wasn't on Grindr underage, like, under 18. And that's like it's dangerous for their like health, like health, dangerous to their like um, well-being and safety. And it's also just it actually is illegal for like a sort of 
I'm not legal, but no, it is legal because um, because you get child, you get like um child pornography coming into it. You get like underage sex coming into it. I know guys who were 15 when they had grinder and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. But there's positive aspects to gay culture on social media. Like it becomes more like this is uh, other people like you. There's people out you like you out there. There's people like. Who want to do makeup? There's them um, like on TikTok now. There's tons of guys who do makeup and stuff. And if I when I was younger, I'd be much more confident with who I am now. Mm-hmm. And like it's good for young. It's good for the generation we're coming out. Like with. all comes back to representation and like seeing yourself. If you see yourself, yeah. um, if we're looking from a BAME perspective, an LGBTQ perspective, if someone does that. If you see someone putting makeup on, if you see a guy yeah. putting makeup on, you, you feel, feel confident. Yeah. confident. Yeah. Well, when you see like you see drag queens and stuff, which is a massive part of gay culture, yeah. you, you've always been taught that it's like when you're from certain backgrounds, you've been taught that's not an okay thing to do or like just anything in that area but then you see it on social media and you're like okay so honestly it probably is a okay thing to do it's just your how your family has been brought up with mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely it's a lot easier to find your people yeah yeah exactly do you know what I mean? the people you yeah. can connect with a lot easier well yeah, yeah like i think that that really helps as you say if you get like you know the gay, gay community and stuff like that you can connect where when you when we were younger you couldn't no one ever came out yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got people I, I know who still haven't they should, yeah. <laughs> but they, they still won't do it because their parents are still alive and they don't want to embarrass their parents. It's, it's, it's like, like they're 80. They're not going to care, you know? But it's not about things like, because of grinder and stuff, there's less like um, attacks and stuff because um, there's like, in the old days, like people like met offline and stuff and they had to like, there's famous like places you go and stuff you want to experience this. And that's really dangerous because people, when people find out like um, there was attacks and stuff, I mean, they still are, but like they're like more controlled and like, with these, these social media and this like this new kind of culture we're getting in with the modern day century, it's probably a safer thing for people to come out with. And also like, you have a more safer presence online these days more yeah, than so you would. Oh, like when you would have like, just been going to this like middle of like uh, woods, cause you hear it here, so that's where like, you know, or like go to gay clubs and you get like um, old, old guys trying to get like underage boys back to theirs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which that happens as well, but you know, less. Yeah, absolutely. Elliot, speaking of people, finding your people, like you said, and all of us being students of Winchester, so let's take it back to almost the student experience, this like Winchester bubble that we're all in. What do you think that the university can do um, in terms of like trying to encourage more BAME plus people, LGBTQ plus people in trying to feel more comfortable within the university knowing that there's differences in all I think they need cultures. to arrange more connection to people okay so uh, speaking as a mature student and a commuter i think there already there's, is a there's a commuter's lounge there's a commuter's lounge yeah, like yeah. Being part of it, but unless you're part of that inner core you they look at you as if you're doing something wrong by going into the lounge that you've paid to go into i mean it's literally you just go in there like Mm, who are you? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really unaccepting like that. I, I used it twice. Wait, you have to pay to go in it? Yeah, That's, You have to pay to go in it? You have to join the club. You have to pay to be the commuter. You have to, it's not, it's only a nominal fee. It's not a, you know, That's not, it's not per, per day. It's but, not that good, is it? Yeah. No, because like I've seen it, it doesn't look the nicest place. So that kind of thing, like with mature students as well, there's, they can't be bothered. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh yeah, anyone else with your student? And there's no kind of engagement in it. Yeah. So Is unless you not... really want to go and meet loads of people. You, so you feel different. like you, the university make you feel like you actively have to do that as a, like, yeah, there's by no, yourself. There's no, like, as you arrive, 
right, if you want to speak to these kind of, yeah, if you want to speak to this group, this group, this group. So do you yeah. think that's something they should implement I think that's in the something future? They should definitely, because okay. then people arrive and find, say, the gamers as well, like Nathan, you remember Nathan, he, it took him two years to find his gay, gaming people mm-hmm. you know, who play Dungeons and Dragons every Sunday. Yeah, it took him a long time to find that, where I think, you know, I mean, they do it, the university does it, but I think it just needs to be more prominent, sort of like, here, you know, if you want to try this, if you want to do that, if you want to do this, it's, this it's is here. where you go. And speak to this person, because everyone who's the rep, who's in charge of it, is normally really friendly, because they want people to do it with them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important, because I don't know about you, Josh, and everyone else. I guess when I came to uni, I literally was like, why does nobody, like, nobody looks like me? Yeah, and I, think, there's yeah. the, I was like one of the only brown people and I, I mean I think the uni's doing a lot I mean I only let, met Shalina mm. Benji my all of you guys like through these projects the Bain projects that we're doing and like through ASN that that we founded yeah <laughs> yeah but it would have been amazing I think to have something like that when like you first come to yeah, come to the it's, uni it's such a shock because like coming from London where there's literally everyone Every, yeah. and then coming to Winchester where is it's such a massive change and I think um I think that the reason as to why a lot of people opt to drop out is like you come into a place and uh, it's not your space because um, you feel like uh, you're the odd one out. You feel like, you know, um, you do not belong to that place. So I, f- I feel like definitely uni should um, uh, do more to encourage, uh, you know, people, especially who grow up in, you know, in these Poor, in like um, yeah. more diverse areas. Like you get like punched to like where, where I lived in London part time, like we have like even in Surrey now where I live, because it's actually like because it's commuters area, you get so much more diversity there because people like who are like from like poorer countries can afford to live there rather than like here where like you don't see many families living here. Like there's two Asian food shops in Winchester now. I don't, and I've, like, I've seen like a majority, like 90% of this city is white. And it's yeah, just, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. In London, everything's everywhere. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you just come here and you're like, do I really belong here? Or do I need to, like, you know. But you do belong here. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the that's, thing. That's, it's yeah. just the university, the, heart, the problem is Winchester is a real weird bubble of non diversity yeah. in the town. Southampton's quite, is actually yeah, really diverse. Portsmouth is, Bournemouth is. There are really, but Winchester is this weird white bubble. You know, do you know what I mean? And the more Bane people we get, the the better. Yeah. Then yeah. it becomes normal. So the, the next lot, the next people who arrive, yeah. like me, I don't feel I belong here because I'm old and... Well, it's funny, because like, we are, Winchester is a city, but like, yeah. it's classed as a city, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but like it's, 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 yeah, so it's, but it's like one of the whitest places I've ever lived. It's yeah, one of the yeah. least diverse places. Me too, and I'm from St Albans in Hertfordshire, so I'm <laughs> from just north of London. But it's uh, yeah, I've never been to a place you just don't see people of colour at all anywhere. It's really rare, it's, and it shouldn't be like, like that. It's when, I, when I see someone, I, I realize I notice it straight away. It's not like it's like in when I'm at home there, I don't notice it as much. Mm. But here, it's just something like yeah. It's so like it's so it's so different to see it. So like when I see another like I'm Asian person, I will actually like notice it. But when I'm at home, yeah, you don't notice. So then what you guys are doing and coming together and creating a community mm-hmm. as well, it's gonna that's going to be good for the university to Absolutely. encourage more, more people, people to come. So we get more diversity. Therefore, then culture then becomes the norm. The, yeah. well, I mean, doesn't like, matter. You finding. Um, a, a Asian Student Network is like um, helps and like I know the fact that because I'm like I'm going to be running a stall hopefully in Freshers Fair so like you can get more freshmen and students realizing this is an option that you can go to even though it sounds like um, 
it can be like seen as something which is also like these days can be like joining us like certain societies can be seen as not cool like not you know like yeah, a less popular yeah. thing to do although they're not as mainstream or yeah. like there can be like just you talk about um you talk about these boring things and like like how um other networks can be but like you don't but like in asn like we have like nights out we, we, we have like organized events and like yeah, it's not like the freshest show is fine but these people have already chosen to come to winchester yeah, yeah. yeah. the ones you want to be are the open days surely yeah where where people are coming and say look we do have Bang. We do have an Asian network. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. So well, it needed come. to be a thing. Because it wasn't a thing before yeah. I made it yeah, for them exactly. to see. No, exactly. You know? So you need <laughs> to show that. Yeah, that yeah. Show it won't that, be. It so Winchester can show that actually there is diversity and that they they want everyone to come. It's yeah. not it's not restricted to you know white middle class people. Yeah. I don't know how it's think because we have Jap we have Japanese students here, don't we? Like people yeah. who commute. We have interna international yeah. students here, but it's just never a thing. Like we had a um, Afro. Yeah, Akas. Yeah. Akas. Yeah. Yeah. But like. I don't know, I never went to Akas because it didn't seem appealing to me because it wasn't like the same thing. Mm -hmm. it's just... Well, before we wrap up, Maya, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that. What do you, if you think the uni's doing anything or could be, you're going to be here for another year as well. I'd say... I know say... Ryan are leaving. <laughs> I'd say like, um, I'd say meeting people just like you. I think they need to make more social events, definitely. Even like in the different business departments, like you've got the business school and then you have like all the other... Um, places you can study they need to start bringing people together more mm. i think and then you can meet people like you because like, otherwise you just meet them by chance yeah. like you see them and then you go over to them and you start chatting like that's how i met a few of them that's how we how we met how like, we in met? a toilet yeah. somewhere oh god, we were like oh my god you're indian you're, you're indian too right <laughs> <laughs> we lived near each other yeah. and it's like that with yeah. another girl and that's how we met hopefully them. all of these and this podcast helps really so yeah, like, yeah. if there was like easier ways we could know each other yeah I don't know how we met. We met on Facebook Messenger. Some something like that, yeah. <laughs> you you messaged me out of like blue, just some, like hello, the ASN's a thing. ASN, yeah. yeah. Well, amazing points, guys. Like I'm sure all of us and everyone at the uni will hopefully hear, and hopefully it's just going to get better with these kinds of things. And we can just get the it. word out there more Literally. and know that everyone yeah. can feel safe <laughs> and welcome and belonged here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much.